Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nerby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nerby on Twitter. I'm also Nerby on Instagram. You know where else I'm Nerby? I'm Nerby wherever books about books are sold. Speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. This is episode three. Bayside Buddy is available at CerealAndGrapeJuice.com via SoundCloud, but it's also available on Stitcher, iTunes, and um, what's that other one? Spotify. Yeah, the one that everybody like is freaking out about because of Joe Rogan. <sighs> what's wrong with you people? Free speech. Anyway, today on Bayside, buddy, we're going to be recapping, reviewing, and just talking about and all that stuff that was about uh, the season one, uh, Say by the Bell, episodes five and six, starting with episode five of season one of Bay. Of, I'm going to say Bay, Bayside by the Bell, Saved by the Bell, entitled Screech's Woman, air date September 16th, 1989. Man. I always thought this show happened in the 90s, like completely in the 90s, but uh, I guess I didn't start start watching until in the 90s, but yeah, what you gonna do? Anyway, we start, we're at the max, Kelly's sitting there doing homework at one table, at another table, Slater and Jesse are admiring their science fair project, which is a volcano, Jesse wants to call the volcano Mount Jesse, Slater wants to call it Slater's Crater. I like that. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot more. It's original. Whereas Mount Mount, come on, man. Mount anything is not creative as at all. Jesse, come on. You're supposed to be smart. Anyway, they decide to test the lava uh, little experiment. They pour liquid into the top of the volcano and it overflows. They freak out and they both leave. Zach then arrives at the max and he tells us that if he doesn't get an A on his science project, he's going to be going to summer school. That's when Screech arrives with the. Uh, his and Zach's project, and it isn't done yet. Screech tells Zach that he needed a break, and Zach tells Screech that the arrangement is that Screech does the work, and Zach takes the breaks. <laughs> Screech asks if Zach is going to help at all, and Zach says that if he did any of the work, Screech would just end up having to fix it all because Zach is dumb. So he's doing Screech a favor, and Screech thanks him. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway. I remember science fair projects. I uh, let's segue for a second. I remember science fair projects back in the day, public school and then uh, junior high. Never did them in high school though. But uh, yeah, you want to hear uh, a couple of my science fair projects? I'll tell you two of them. Probably the two worst. Actually, I'll tell you three of them. My fifth grade science fair project was the planets, our solar system, namely the planets, where I would just have a, it would just be talking about the planets, right? So my dad bought me a bunch of different size styrofoam balls, and I painted them to reflect each planet. But of course, he had to write stuff out, right? And I was too lazy to actually do any research. <laughs> so I just made it up. <sighs> and, uh, well, for example, one of the things I made up was how much each planet, okay? How much each planet weighed, okay? The weight of an entire planet. And I came up with uh, numbers like the planet or Earth, the entire planet Earth weighs about 5,000 pounds. <laughs> it was fifth grade. I didn't know nothing. But you see, luckily my mom saw ahead of time that, uh, yeah, Nerby, uh, that's about how much a car weighs. A planet actually weighs more. So I was like, oh, damn, I better fix it. So I added a zero <laughs> to each planet weight. And I got an A minus. So Obviously, my fifth grade teacher was as ridiculous as I was. Thank you, Ms. Schneer, Pringdale Gardens. Anyway, oh, another couple, another two more real quick. 
Another one I did because I was lazy. Okay, was uh, it was uh, laundry detergents. It was sunlight versus tide, and I took a scrap. I, I took a pair of pair of pants, uh, like khaki style, right? And I stained them with ketchup, and I got two little bowls, and put the little scrap in one in each bowl, and then filled the bowls with hot water, and poured some tide and sunlight powder in each bowl, and did a stir, and. That was my science fair project. I forget who won that year, but that was it. But the the worst, the laziest one I ever did. You want to talk about lazy and finger quote science. I did Coke versus Pepsi one year. <laughs> For real. I think it was in the seventh grade. <laughs> Coke versus Pepsi where it would be a taste test, right? And whoever got the most votes would win. But well, you see, as I said, I was lazy. So I didn't test anybody. I just made it all up. <laughs> And you know how science fair, for those of you back in the day who had science fair projects where they'd have the big cardboard with all the stats and the writings on it, and then on the table, you'd have some kind of display. Well, for Coke versus Pepsi, my display was an empty can of Coke and an empty can of Pepsi. So, okay, moving on. (laughs) Ah, yeah, Zach is messing with Screech. Anyway, Kelly asks what what the project is that Zach and Screech are working on, because Screech is holding on to it. And Screech says that it's an electromagnetic aerial... Hymenoptera detector, which, when finished, will be an early warning system for enemy birds. <laughs> ah, Screech. Anyway, Lisa arrives, and Screech sees her, and he drools all over her. Kelly tells Screech to just try asking Lisa out. And Screech agrees, because Kelly encouraged him. You know, she's, she's, it, was, it was like one of those Mel Gibson Braveheart-style pep talks. Screech stands up. Things go all slow motion. Screech has his arms stretched wide, and he's in slow motion heading toward Lisa. She has her arms outstretched, heading towards Screech. They get closer and closer, when suddenly another boy swoops in and hugs Lisa, sending Screech back to his seat. <laughs> oh, this is a classic scene. I love it, man. Just the, the, this Screech with his arms stretched and the look of look of love on his face and then Lisa's there with a big smile and here comes idiot to ruin it all anyway Screech gets upset and he wonders why girls don't like him he gets up and he leaves and he's all sad and the crowd goes aww we cut to Zack's bedroom where Screech is hanging out with Zack and Screech is all moody Zack tells Screech to forget about Lisa he tries to help him with his game Zack wants to see what Screech has got Screech stands up to show his show off his hero pose, and he then just slouches like a freaking dork and a half. Zach tells Screech to come up with a pickup line, and Zach's line is, "Hey, well, Zach is going to help him." Zach's example is, "Hey, how much did the other contestants pay you to drop out of the Miss Universe contest?" <laughs> oh, that's a total teenage boy pickup line, man. That would probably they'd probably still use today. <sighs> how much did? Come on, man. <laughs> Not that I'm not that, you know, I, I, I'm anything to brag about. I didn't have the, the guts to ask anybody out back in the day. I didn't get my first girlfriend until I was 24 years old. Bloody hell. So I was one of those kids who went to the school dances and just stood up against the wall with my nerd friends. You know the movie 16 Candles? The school dance where you see Farmer Ted and all the nerds just gathered, hanging up, just leaning against the wall? I was in that group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we cut to school the next day, and Zack spots a girl in the halls. 
and he tells Screech to go for her. Screech walks confidently up to the girl, and he tries to lean up against the garbage bin, but his hand goes through the opening door. Zack tries from the sidelines to help Screech and tells him to say something cool to the girl. Screech goes back up to the girl, and he asks the girl if she knew that worms were a source of protein. <laughs> the girl replies by telling Screech to go eat some. Screech then walks back to Zack, who tells Screech to hit the girl with the Miss Universe line. Screech goes back to the girl, and he asks her how much she had to pay the contestants to get into the Miss Universe contest. <laughs> the girl gets offended and tells Screech to get lost. Screech slouches, and he heads to a locker, and he walks in, and he shuts the door. Zack tries to help Screech out, and Screech leaves the locker, just wanting to be loved. Didn't we all? Ah, puppy love back in the day. Jesse then arrives at her locker, and Zack spots her. He tells Screech to go for a quick run and to come back in a minute, which Screech does. Zack then goes to Jesse and tells her that he's got a friend and girls don't like him because he looks different. And Jesse finds that not cool at all because Jesse's awesome. Jesse tells Zack that it, Zach, that it doesn't matter what a person looks like and cites Beauty and the Beast. You know, it's what's on the inside that counts. You know, like the Elephant Man. Speaking of which, uh, uh, next week, as I'm recording this, next Tuesday, The Elephant Man gets a proper Blu-ray release. I've already pre-ordered it. It's the movie I've been waiting for on Blu-ray for a plop. Yes, I still do physical media. I have a massive Blu-ray DVD collection, and I still do physical media. And Elephant Man is the one that I've been waiting for a proper Blu-ray release for years. And it's finally getting a proper release. So, just letting everybody know, if you're a fan of John Merrick and that movie, Anthony Hopkins, check it out. It's coming out on Blu-ray, Amazon, wherever else, anywhere. Zack tells Jesse that his friend is just like Beauty and the Beast, but he smells better, and he just needs someone to give him a chance. Jesse excitedly says that she'll give the boy a chance, and she asks who it is, and Zack tells her that it's Screech. Jesse hears this, and she's sicked out, and she leaves. Boo! Not cool, Jesse. Not cool at all. She's supposed to be awesome. Yeah. Everybody's awesome and virtuous until, you know, they actually get the chance to be awesome and virtuous. You ever notice that? Social media? Ah, you friggin' frauds. Anyway, ah, Screech returns from his run, and he wants to know when he can meet the mystery girl. Zack is unsure, and Screech says that he can call the girl, and Zack says that it would be better if the girl called Screech. And said that she'll call Screech at 3.30 at a payphone. That's right, payphones. We still see, I still see payphones. I had not seen anybody use a public payphone in years until one day last year. I was heading up north to visit uh, family. So I was taking the public transit to get there, and I was at one of the big go bus terminals in Richmond Hill. And a dude was on the payphone. I couldn't believe it. But, all right. Anyway, Screech thanks Zach and says he owes him his life. And Zach says that he'll be happy with a finished science fair project. And Screech accepts and he leaves all happy. Zack then turns and he tells us that now all he needs to do is find a girl for Screech. And we get a commercial break. My 
my buddy and kid sister. Each sold separately from Play School. After the commercial, Slater is on the payphone in the school hallway talking to a girl. When Screech arrives, and he asks, he tells Slater to hurry up. And he threatens Slater to hurry it up. And Slater tells the girl on the phone that he has to go because his life is being threatened by a bully. <laughs> uh, Slater asks Screech why, you know, why it was so important that he get off the phone. And Screech says that he's expecting a call from a girl, which surprises Slater. And Screech starts to gloat about his studliness before coming back down to earth and admits that he's scared and he doesn't know what to do. Slater tells Screech to just be himself and that the girl is probably more nervous than Screech is. We then go to the boys' washroom where Mr. Belding enters his shitter as Screech is pacing out in the hallway and the, and the payphone rings. Hello? This is Screech. Is this Zach's friend? What's that? You seen me around? And you like me? Please hold. <laughs> What's your name? My name is, uh, Bambi. Look, I know this is kind of sudden, but I have to tell you the way I feel. You know, I've been watching you for a long time. You're really cute. That may be so, but this is neither the time nor the place to share those feelings. <laughs> Young lady, the men's room is one of the few doors education should not open for you. Now, don't misunderstand. I am flattered that you think so highly of me. But, Bambi, it's not really love you it's hero worship. Rock stars, ball players, principals. Heck, we excite people. <laughs> Bambi? Are you there, Bambi? Yeah, I think she ran back into the forest with Thumper. <laughs> Who is that? Hey, it's Slater, Mr. Belding. <laughs> What have you done with Bambi? Who's Bambi? Well, she's a girl, and she was just in here with me. Oh, really? Well, not actually in here with me. <laughs> There's a really good explanation for this, and I wish I could find it. Hey. It's all right, Mr. Belding. Why don't we just keep this between the three of us? Good idea. Thank you. They just thank me at report card time. I am never going to the bathroom again. I'll tell you, watch this back. Those bathrooms were dirty, man. Do you see the, 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 the doors on the shitter's doors, stall doors, and the walls? Uh, I mean, they could have made it. It's, it's California where this show takes place, right? Come on. I, I expected California high schools to be pristine and... You can eat off the floors, even in the washrooms. I guess not. But anyway, Slater. <sighs> Slater with his 90s acid wash jeans. God. But <sighs> the girls dug him in him. But yeah, I got a pair of acid wash jeans for Christmas one year. <laughs> I think in 95. I uh, 
I wore them that day and then never again. <laughs> they were gray, gray and black. And uh, yeah, you see, I asked what I, I asked. I put on my Christmas list. This is back when I was still, we had Christmas list, right? I said, you know, one of two of my things on my wish Christmas list were black jeans and dark gray jeans. So my, uh, my dad gets the finger quote, brilliant idea to uh, combine the two and get uh, Nervi some acid wash jeans. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's two for the price of one. So, yeah. <sighs> Wore them once and never again. Anyway, later, sla- I was going to say slack. Later, Zach is in class and Screech arrives and he's ecstatic about life. Zach tells Screech that he talked to Bambi and Jesse is relieved. Lisa then arrives and says hi to Screech and Screech tells Jesse, or Screech tells Lisa that he's taken. So stop hitting on him. Screech then says that he wants to meet Bambi, and Zack says that he can't because Bambi is having an identity crisis. And Screech walks away all sad again. Zack then turns to us and he asks people to raise their hand if they think that what he did to Screech was mean, and he raises his own hand, but he's confident that Screech will get over Bambi in a few hours. Which is never going to happen. Was never going to happen. Puppy love at that age for boys. I can't speak for girls, but I can speak for boys. It doesn't just go away. (laughs) Anyway, suddenly a student enters the class. He tells everybody that they need to see something out in the hallway. Everybody quickly leaves the class and they find Screech has handcuffed himself to a locker. And he won't leave until Zack arranges a meeting with him and Bambi. And that's when we get another commercial break. The foot are about to ambush the turtle's skewer places. But thanks to the turtle's periscope, it's no surprise. Take cover! The foot are attacking with their sewer ball. Watch out, turtles, or you'll wind up in the recovery room. Oh no, retro muted news. The shredder's up to his old trick. And speaking of going up, the turtles are taking the elevator to street level to make a call on shredder using their private line. Reach out and crush someone. From Playmate. After the break, Screech is in with Mr. Belding in Mr. Belding's office, and Screech says that he's in love. Belding tells Screech that he understands that young kids get hit hard by love. That's when the camera slowly uh, zooms out, and Screech is still handcuffed to two lockers in Belding's office. Uh, Belding tells his secretary uh, via the intercom that he's still waiting to hear from maintenance. He then tells Screech that there's nothing he can do, and Screech says that Zack can do something. Because Zack knows Bambi. Belding then flinches a little at the name Bambi and tells Screech that he talked to Bambi and to leave things to him. Belding then goes to the PA and he announces that he needs to see Zack in his office right now. Just then Kelly enters Belding's office, doesn't say a word. She goes into her locker, which is one of the ones handcuffed to Screech. She grabs some things and then she leaves <laughs> without saying a word. <laughs> I love it. Well done, Kelly. Zach, Zach then arrives. Belding tells him to have Bambi meet Screech at the max at 4 p.m. And Zach says that he can't. Belding then tells Zach that if Bambi doesn't appear at the max, this could be Zach's most miserable semester yet. Yeah, not a not a not a very cool threat to make for a principal. This was the 80s and 90s, so it's funny. Screech then tells Belding that he's got to go to the bathroom, and Belding freaks out and once again. He wants an update on the maintenance man. We then cut to Zack's bedroom where Lisa arrives. 
Jesse then follows as Lisa told uh, Jesse everything about the deal with Screech and what was going on. And Jesse says she didn't want to miss this. Lisa and Jesse then go through some clothes for Zack so he can wear, so he can pose as Bambi. Jesse gives Zack a razor. Zack wants to know what the hell. He says he doesn't need to shave and Jesse tells him it's for his legs. Ah, yeah. Glad I don't have to shave my legs. Ah, what you gonna do? Anyway, we cut to the max where Screech is waiting. And he's looking pretty sharp, man. He is looking sharp. The, the jacket that he's wearing, duh, is pretty big on him. But, hey, with, with the jacket and the tie, Screech is looking, he's looking studly, man. Lisa and Jesse arrive to watch the show. And Zack, dressed as Bambi, quickly arrives afterwards. As the audience laughs at Zack. And he turns to us in the audience and he tells us that... He's taking down the name of everybody who's laughing. Just then an unnamed boy appears and he hits on Zack until Zack threatens him to leave. Zack then heads over to Screech and introduces himself slash herself. Screech tells Bambi Zack that she's pretty and introduces her or her him introduces her him to Slater. Slater tells Bambi Zack that he's heard all about her him from Belding. Screech then notices Kelly over at the, uh, on the other side of the max and goes to get her as Slater hits on Zack as Bambi. And Zack as Bambi gives him a light little slap on the cheek. Slater then grabs Zack's arm and realizes that it's Preppy. And he compliments Preppy on his legs. Screech then introduces Bambi Zack to Kelly and Kelly wonders if she knows her uh, him from somewhere. And Bambi, Zack asks Kelly if she was a brownie. And Kelly says yes. And asks Bambi, Zack, what troop that uh, she, he was in. And Bambi, Zack says that he was in F troop. Ah, <sighs> yeah. My sisters were in, in brownie. Are there brownies or girl guides? And, uh, yeah. Because of that, we got uh, kind of some uh, free uh, or early, early uh, access to those cookies, man. Yeah, I remember those cookies. There were the all-chocolate ones. They were in those blue boxes, and there were two rows. One row was, like, the all-chocolate. The other row was all vanilla. I don't think it's that way now. I think they're all, like, mint chocolate now. Well, yeah, back in the day, those cookies. Yep. Anyway, Lisa's bow then arrives and gives Lisa a hug. Slater tells Screech that Lisa's just trying to make Screech jealous. And Slater suggests that Screech kiss Bambi. <laughs> Bambi says under one condition... Which is that if they kiss, they then become an item. Which Screech is fine with. Slater and Kelly leave, Screech and Bambi alone. Now Screech, if we're gonna date, you've gotta follow my rules. Rules? What rules? My rules of living and loving, and you must follow them explicitly. What are they? Well, rule number one, straighten your hair and dye it blonde. Consider me Billy Idol. Well then, uh... Rule number two, I'm allergic to all types of animals. <laughs> Done. I'll shave my birds. <laughs> all right. Well, here's number three, the most important. I'm very possessive, and I must have you all to myself. Now, get rid of your friend, Zach Morris. That's all? That's all. I mean, what? <laughs> well, Zach is awfully cocky, and he's always taking advantage of me. And sometimes I think he underestimates my intelligence. But he is my friend. I'm sorry, but 
I won't trade him for anything else in the world. Not even you, Bambi. You mean you dumping me? <laughs> I hope I haven't hurt you. I hope I haven't hurt you. No, actually, you've helped me. You've made me realize that there are a million fish in the sea, and I'm just a worm to attract them. <laughs> no, if you'll excuse me, I have a science project that needs finishing. Well, you better hurry if it's due Friday. <laughs> I tell you, what a great friend Screech is, man. Most boys back in the day, maybe even now, would have no problem dumping their best friend for a shot at having a, having a girlfriend. For real. I mean, I remember one day, you know, segueing again. This was, this was probably when I was in, like, the third grade. And it was recess one day. And I was hanging, just walking outside with my, my friend at the time. I guess best friend. And then this older girl starts walking toward us. And... I just, because I wanted to impress the older girl, I just pushed my best friend out. <laughs> Hoping to impress her, but she uh, she just kept walking. Snob. <laughs> but yeah, true story. Anyway, Jesse then, <laughs> yeah, true story. Uh, Jesse then goes to Zack and appreciates what Zack did for Screech. Zack says that he only did it so Screech would finish the science project. Screech tells Zack that, you know, he also did it because you're his friend. Zack agrees and says that he did have a good time, and it was better than some of his other first dates. Kelly then shows up and says that she's going to the girls' washroom, and she invites Jesse and Bambi to head to go with her. Bambi Zack gets excited and gets up to join Kelly, but Jesse quickly stops him. We get the freeze frame in the credits, and I have to ask, and I'm sure millions of other men have asked this too, what is the deal with women going to the washrooms together? Okay, where I work, we have two big men and women's washrooms with uh, multiple stalls. Looks like a basic public bathroom, right? So if I'm in there taking taking a dump in the shitter, and I hear somebody walk in, I do my best to hold it all because I don't want even my coworkers to hear any farts or poop drops. But I don't know, maybe girls are into that. <laughs> anyway, that was the that was the end of that episode. And we move on to Saved by the Bell, Season 1, Episode 6, entitled Aloha Slater, a classic. They're all classics, man. Air date, September the 23rd, 1989. We start at the max, and Zach arrives, and he tells us that everyone has hopes for that one shining moment. And his one shining moment hope is Bayside versus Madison cross-country meet. He then goes over to Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse, who's sitting at a booth. He tells them that he finished third in the cross-country meet as Jesse jokes that Zach stole the ribbon, the ribbon from a prize bowl when nobody was looking. <laughs> I remember that, I remember these track and field meets back in public school and, and stuff. They, they really did have the trophies and the ribbons and stuff just laid out on this table with teachers just keeping an eye on things. And segue again, there was one year where, I mean, I wasn't, I played hockey for two years when I was like eight and, or nine and ten years old, but I was never athletic enough to be on the track team. I tried out. I mean, I tried out for shot put one year, right? And there was shot put practice where the teacher gave us a bunch of, gave everybody softballs, you know, like softballs for baseball, but those big, big softballs, and to practice shot putting them. And rather than doing the typical shot put motion where you place the ball on your neck and between your chin and shoulder... I just like threw it, <laughs> like threw it like I was throwing a ball from outfield to home. <laughs> so I didn't make the team. 
But anyway, there was one year when they had all the ribbons and stuff spread out, and I did make my way over to the table, and I was trying to maybe swipe one, but teachers were looking. <laughs> I was a rotten kid, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, Screech is also impressed with Zack's ribbon, and he says that he once finished fifth in an ALF lookalike contest. <laughs> ALF. <laughs> I never watched ALF, but uh, we all knew of ALF. Anyway, Slater then shows up, and he's got a big trophy for winning his weight class in the count in the uh, county weight uh, county wrestling championships, and he steals Zach's thunder. Zach tries to continue with his heroics, but Slater gives Zach his trophy to hold on to, so he can hug Kelly with both arms, <laughs> which sicks Zach out. Later, Belding holds a little victory celebration in the school hallway for Slater, and he puts the trophy in the display case. As Kelly then asks Slater if he can teach her how to wrestle. Ah, anyway, Belding then suggests that he and Slater provide a little wrestling demonstration for the students. And Slater quickly puts Belding in a chicken wing from behind. Slater then <laughs> basically choking him out almost. Slater then lets go. And Belding crawls away on one knee. Slater then heads off with a... He sl he Slater then heads off. He's He's got his muscles popping, making all the rest of us dudes look bad. As a group of girls scream and they follow him as Zack and Screech look on unimpressed. Zack tells Screech that he can also do what Slater did if he had muscles. <laughs> Sorry, Screech tells Zack that Zack can do what Slater did if Zack had muscles. Well, Zack does end up, Mark Paul, with buddy guy, Glossier, he does end up you know getting pretty ripped and toned as the years went on. So yeah, fine. They both end up making up, making the rest of us dudes look bad, assholes. Anyway, <sighs> Zach and Screech go to head upstairs when a man dressed in full military gear—not well, not like when I say full military gear, I don't mean with guns and shit. I mean just, just civil. You know what I mean? Shut up. Man dressed in military gear arrives and he's looking for someone, but Zach right away realizes that it's Slater's father. And Slater's dad asks where Mr. Belding is. And Screech replies that Mr. Belding is with the school nurse. Slater's dad asks, well, where's the school nurse? And Screech replies that she's with Mr. Belding. <laughs> uh, that's like a total dad or, dad or uncle joke. <laughs> uh, anyway, the man heads off on his own. The opposite direction of, which, of where Screech and Zach told him to go. To look for Mr. Belding as Zack and Screech head to Belding's office to find out what the heck's going on. Why is Slater's dad here? We then cut to Slater's dad arriving to meet with Mr. Belding and they sit down to talk as behind, out of a filing cabinet pops Screech's head. <laughs> Slater's dad tells Belding that he's been offered a position in Hawaii and he'll be taking Slater with him. And this catches Belding off guard and Belding tells Slater's dad that Slater has found a home at Bayside. He's a good student and a great athlete. And he's almost as popular with the girl as Belding was when he was young. <laughs> oh, Belding's awesome. <laughs> Slater's dad tells, uh, says that he knows what his son wants as Screech pops out again to listen in. And Belding asks Slater's dad to at least talk to Slater and see how he feels. Slater's dad then says that they've talked about moving to Hawaii for years. He tells Belden to call Slater in and, you know, see for yourself. Belden calls for Slater over the PA system. He then goes to the filing cabinet to grab Slater's file, which Screech hands to him <laughs> from inside. 
Uh, when Belding opens the drawer and Belding continues to put Slater over when Slater finally arrives. Slater's dad excitedly tells AC that he's got a great he's got great news. And they're finally moving to Hawaii. Slater doesn't seem happy about this and he says he likes it at Bayside. Mr. Slater asks why, and Belding replies that Slater's that what Slater's trying to say is that he's never had a principal as great as him. As Screech pops in again, or pops out to listen in. Mr. Slater realizes that Slater's not really happy as he's as he hoped he'd be. He asks Belding if he can leave so father and son can talk for a moment. Belding leaves and Mr. Slater is surprised that Slater doesn't want to go to Hawaii now. Slater says that he didn't want to go, that, well he did want to go, but that's when they were living in Iceland. Which is uh, funny because uh, based on the movie The Mighty Ducks Part 3, Iceland is green, whereas Greenland is snowy. So, your facts straight, unless Mighty Ducks Part 3 is wrong. I don't know, classic hockey movie. Anyway, but now Slater's got real friends at Bayside and he'd miss them if he'd left. Mr. Slater then asks, uh, Little Slater, <laughs> if that's what he really wants. And Little Slater tells his dad, or sorry, Mr. Slater tells Little Slater that he has to give his commanding officer four, an answer in four days. And he tells Slater to let him know for sure by then. We then cut to the boys' washroom where Screech fills in Zack. He fills Zack in on the meeting. I'm sorry you were stuck in the file cabinet for so long. <laughs> That's all right. Just paint you blue and call me a Smurf. <laughs> so, what'd you find out about Slater? Well, his father's being transferred to Hawaii, and Slater has until Friday to decide if he's going to stay or leave. Slater gets to decide? Yeah, and you better hope he chooses Hawaii. Why? Zach, look at yourself. Before Slater, you were the big cheese, the main man, the head honcho, the top dog. Okay. A number one, king of the hill, master of the best. Enough me. already. Most of all, Kelly's stuck on him like crazy glue. You better pray he chooses Hawaii or you're a dead man with Kelly. Dead man? Hawaii? Hmm. Zach? No! Uh, yep, I gotta hand it to a Dustin Diamond man. Uh, he was able to stay to just stay crouched like that for so long, and most likely this didn't happen in one take. Those knees, man. But then again, when you're young, they're they're a lot more durable. But still, gotta hand it to him. And I, my knees were hurting watching him crouch that whole time. But anyway, Zach leaves and Screech falls over because he's trying to catch up to Zach and stop him. But what you gonna do? We then go to a commercial break. Think this is magic? Watch this. The Etch a Sketch magic screen. Turn the dials, and like magic lines appear out of nowhere. But the magic isn't just in how you draw, it's also in how you erase. The one and only original Etch a Sketch from Ohio Art Magic in a Box. After the break, Zach is in class telling Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse. That Slater is dying. <laughs> but they don't believe it. Zack tells them that Slater's dad met with Belding and he bugged Belding's office. And Kelly thinks that Zack wouldn't bug anyone. And Jesse assures Kelly that he would. Uh, well, like two episodes ago, Kelly, <laughs> the sleepover. <laughs> 
Anyway, Kelly still doesn't buy that Slater's dying because he won the wrestling championship. But Zack insists that Slater is dying, and he's dying of a disease called Mumbio Quadrilationosis. <laughs> and that it affects the brain. <laughs> Zack says that there's a clinic in Mumbio. <laughs> Mumbio Quadrilationosis. All right. Uh, just take any, just garble a bunch of words together and add osis at the end, and there you go. You got a condition. Zach then says that there's a clinic in Hawaii that can treat Slater, but Slater wants to stay and live out the rest of his life at Bayside. The girls then insist that Slater needs to go to Hawaii for treatment. <laughs> and, and Zach suggests that everybody pretend that they don't want Slater around anymore, and that if they really care about Slater, they'll treat him like shit. <laughs> Uh, later, Jesse arrives to talk to Belding in his office. Mr. Belding? Hi, Jesse. What can I do for you? Did Slater's father really come to see you yesterday? Yes, he did. Oh, I didn't think so. Sorry to bother you. Did you say yes? Afraid so. Then it's true Slater won't be with us much longer? Might as well kiss him goodbye. He's out of here. <laughs> can't believe this. Poor Slater. Poor Slater? Where am I going to find another star wrestler? How can you worry about wrestling at a time like this? Jesse, life goes on. People come and go. You win some, you lose some. Mr. Belding, that is so insensitive. Slater's going to a better place. We should all be so lucky. <laughs> all just so sudden usually is let's just make his last few days with us special last few days i heard six months no way two weeks tops <laughs> my guess is it'll probably be gone by the end of the week ah <laughs> oh, poor jesse ah oh, jesse oh, what you gonna do Anyway, we then go to class where Jesse has confirmed Slater's impending death with Lisa and Kelly, and they're all distraught. Zach then tells him that he read a medical book and that Slater isn't in any immediate danger unless he starts to show symptoms which include sneezing, itching, and memory loss. Just then, Slater arrives, and Zach asks Slater how he is. Slater quietly says that he's been better. Which, make Lisa, which makes Lisa break out and cry. <laughs> oh, Zach then asks Slater where he was earlier. Because they were supposed to meet in the weight room last period. But Slater doesn't know what Zach is talking about. Thus, Slater forgot. You know, confirming the memory loss. Which makes Jesse and Kelly cry. <laughs> Screech then arrives as class is about to begin. And he gives Zach a jar of ants. Screech then sprinkles pepper on Zach's sleeve as class begins. The teacher arrives and he announces that it's time for study hall. And Zach asks Slater if he can borrow a pencil. Slater says yes. Zach reaches over and grabs the, Slater, the pencil that Slater's using while passing his pepper arm right past Slater's nose and Slater begins to sneeze over and over as Kelly starts to freak out. <laughs> Zach then gets up and he intentionally knocks Slater's books off his desk. Slater bends down to pick him up, and Slater then pours the ants over Slater's back, and Slater instantly starts to vigorously scratch himself while sneezing, 
and the teacher warns Slater that this is study hall and not Soul Train. As Slater continues to freak out, and Kelly and Jesse worry that, that they need to get Slater to Hawaii as soon as possible. Later in the hallway, Zach tells us that the Treat Slater Like Dirt show is about to begin. Hi, Jesse. It's a great day, huh? It's a terrible day. You can't even breathe the air. What are you, stupid? What are you talking about? What's wrong? You are what's wrong. Hi, Lisa. Don't talk to me. Why not? Hey, you're one of those dumb jocks, aren't you? You didn't think so yesterday when I won my trophy. You're a conceited dumb jock. Well, that's the worst kind. Uh, yep. And the, the Lisa's little bit. You, you're just one of those dumb jocks, aren't you? That came out just out of the blue as if she'd never met Slater ever. Uh, not very good writing there, I must say, on that one. That, that, that one has always stuck out to me. Like, I've seen this episode a bazillion times, and that bit by Lisa has always stuck out to me. Like, that just doesn't sound right. It sounds like they've never met, and Slater is just trying to get a date with her or something. But, uh, all right, anyway... After Lisa sadly walks away, Zack tells Slater that everyone has bad days. And at least Slater still has his trophy. Slater then turns to the display case and realizes that his wrestling trophy's gone. Zack says that Vandals must have stolen it, melted it down, and turned it into Andre the Giant Shoehorn. <laughs> ah, Andre. Was, this was 89, so yeah, Andre was still uh, he was still full full time, well, pretty much full time in the WWF. At the time, he was a bad guy. 89? This was September 89? So this was uh, about a month after SummerSlam 89, where he teamed with the Twin Towers to uh, take on Demolition and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's right. I saw that at uh, Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto on closed circuit. SummerSlam 89. Anyway, Slater gets to saying, yeah, maybe, CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. Slater gets pissed and says that he hates the school, and he storms off. Later on at the Max, Slater arrives and he asks Kelly if they're still on for the beach for this afternoon. Kelly angrily, angrily replies, no way. Slater then turns to Screech and he's wondering what the hell's going on as suddenly nobody wants him around anymore. Slater then heads to the table and he tells the group that he has the chance to move to Hawaii and he's decided to go. Kelly then returns and jumps in and she says that she's going with Slater. Zach then turns to us and he realizes that he's screwed up. And we get another commercial break. Scientific research has harnessed the power of the distant sun to bring you... Yeah, it changes colors in the sun. Inside it's this, outside it's that. It changes colors and it changes back to Nickelodeon. Space explorers are stunned. It changes colors in the sun. Inside it's this, outside it's that. The Gak of tomorrow, today. Nickelodeon. Comes in three colors, each sold separately from Mattel. After the break, Slater asks Kelly why she's going to Hawaii with him, and Kelly says that she wants to take care of Slater, which confuses Slater. Kelly says that she heard about Slater dying from Zack. And Slater asks, you know, what else did Zack tell you? Slater then pretends to play along. He tells Kelly that he wants to spend his last days with her, and then he calls her Jesse, <laughs> and Kelly corrects him. <laughs> Later, Slater finds Zack in the boys' washroom and tells him that he needs his help as he doesn't want to go to Hawaii now and that Kelly just wants to go with him for the free trip. 
Zack tells Slater to just talk to his dad about it, and Slater says that he's not good at those kinds of things. But Zack is, because Zack's very persuasive. Slater then asks Zack to talk to his dad, and Zack pauses time. <laughs> you know, one of those timeouts. I remember those. I love the. I love it, man. <laughs> Zack does a timeout. Slater pauses. He's frozen in time. Zack turns to us, and he tells us that the new situation is too good to be true. Because if Slater stays, that means Kelly stays. Zack then unpauses time. <laughs> he tells Slater that he'll talk to his dad. Slater's dad, obviously. We then cut to Slater's house where Slater and his dad are setting up their little plan to mess with Zack. Slater's dad tells him that if Slater is happy at Bayside, he's fine with staying. That's when the doorbell rings. Slater's dad puts on a bandage on his forehead. Slater leaves the room, and Zack walks in. Come in. Uh, Mr. Slater? It's Major Slater. <laughs> you must be Minor Morris. Well, yes, Major, I'm a minor. Whatever you say, sir. Well, what is it you want from me? You've got three minutes. Oh, 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 that's smart. Are you okay? A slight accident on the grenade range. A brain concussion. Nothing serious. Excuse me while I call the base. Base! You've got two minutes. Well, sir, Major, sir, I, I don't want your son, uh, AC, to go to Hawaii. Why should he stay? They stole his trophy, cold-shouldered him, and a girl named Kelly used him. Well, that's not exactly true, sir. Are you calling me a liar? No, drop! Give me ten, two, three, hurry, hurry! The Russians are in Burbank! Hi! I'm Major Slater. What is it you wanted to talk to me about, soldier? Well, Major, I was the one that made everybody cold shoulder AC because I was jealous of his trophy and tried to get him to leave. Oh, you're the one. <laughs> What's that? Oh, just a live grenade. A live grenade? <laughs> you know how these work? Well, you just pull the pin like this. But as long as you hold that clip, nothing will happen. But if you were to let go of that clip, it could blow up everyone who did you wrong in four seconds. Three. Two. I tell you, man, that bit where Slater's dad just broke the table, like, wow, that was just, seemed like a little too violent for the show, but it was effective, I guess. Anyway, love it. Yeah, well done. Slater and his dad celebrated job well done. And we then go to the max where they're giving Slater a big pig roast send-off. Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse are dressed in hula girl gear and hula dancing. As Slater sits in a big chair with a sign saying Aloha Slater beside him. And Max gives, as Max is giving Slater a send-off speech, Screech then arrives, also dressed in hula girl gear. And he gives Slater, he's there to give Slater a send-off. And he says that his pineapple bra is killing him. Screech, Lisa, Kelly, and Jesse then perform it. A weird hula chicken dance as Slater grooves to the dance from his seat. The dance ends and Screech hits on Lisa. And Lisa tells Screech to go sit on a volcano. Max then gives Slater a going away gift, which he calls a man-eating plant. Which is a bunch of fake chattering teeth on a branch in a pot. (sighs) Ah, yeah. 
this this yeah this guy yeah it, it, it's early uh, magic has advanced big time since this day so i'll give him a break <laughs> he's not exactly david blaine with the uh the uh, levitating but you know what you gonna do yeah don't worry this dude isn't in the, sh- the series forever <laughs> anyway slater then gives a speech saying that he doesn't deserve the attention and that's when zach arrives and he's got slater's trophy Zack says that he had building engraved the trophy. Slater tells everybody that he's got good news and he's not going to Hawaii. And all he, he was just messing around with everybody. He's not sick. He's not dying. He just made it all up to mess to get back at Zack. Upon hearing this, Kelly, Jesse, and Lisa are not happy because Slater and Zack both use them, and they all leave in anger. And Lisa invites Screech, telling him that you know. Compared to those two, Zack and Slater, Screech is, you know, he's a stud and a half, basically. And Screech goes with them, mocking them, because they're dumb. (laughs) Zack then tells Slater that the girls will get over it, because he's been messing with them since the first grade, and he's still there. Slater then asks Zack if he's mad that he's staying, and Zack says that he's not, because there's nobody he'd rather beat than Slater. Slater replies that as long as he's there, meaning Slater, he's the king which Zack disagrees with. Slater then pulls out his dad's dummy grenade, pulls the clip, and tosses it exact at Zack, and we get the credits on a classic episode. Ah, well done. Aloha, Slater. Ah, yeah. Just like those bits where the girls were mean to him, and then as they walk away, they go all sad. Ah, oh, love it. But still that bit with Lisa, you know, you're just one of those jocks, aren't you? Just, that doesn't, that, that, ah, oh, writing people. Anyway, that was Bayside Buddy Episode 3, recapping Saved by the Bell Season 1 Episodes uh, 5 and 6. Join me next time. Serial and Grapejuice.com. I am Nerby on Twitter. I am Nerby on Instagram. I am also Nerby. About to tell you that on Episode 4 of Bayside Buddy, we will be reviewing and recapping episodes uh yeah episode four because seven and eight seven and eight of season one saved by the bell entitled the substitute and cream for a day cream for a day with zach's magical acne go away cream (laughs) ah classic anyway join me for that share this around also uh as i said available on itunes stitcher uh, Spotify, as well as SerialAndGrapeJuice.com via SoundCloud. SoundCloud, sorry. Also, if you're a fan of old school Degrassi, meaning Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, there's also Bayside, but sorry, a Degrassi Buddy, 25 full episodes, which are also available at SerialAndGrapeJuice.com as well as on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. So that was that. And yeah, so that was Bayside Buddy Episode 3. We'll see you next time. Have a lovely week, day, year, whatever you do. What was what did Slater have again? What was his condition? Uh, it, it was it was uh, making all other dudes look bad. Osis, screw you, Slater, and your muscles and dimples. Have a lovely day. <laughs>